0: guys it's Ashton back with the Deuces podcast so happy to have you back here tuning in today for another episode you guys we have a very special episode today i know i've been posting about it and talking about it all over social media but you guys today's topic is unlike no other honestly it's very new to me uh something that i'm not extremely familiar with So I am lucky enough to have someone like Leanna Wassmer, who I've had on the podcast before, to join me and educate me on pelvic floor dysfunction. So again, you guys, this is something totally out of my element Something that I'm not familiar with, but she is very familiar with it. She's going to dive into her story, dive into, you know, the things that she noticed, her symptoms, talk a little bit about, you know, the doctors that have been able to help her and then hopefully to help some of you who are out there listening, who might be struggling with some of these same problems that she has been struggling with. So Leanna, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Ashton. Thanks for having me back. I've got of a lot who- of great information to share with you guys.
0: I know we're excited. We're, we've been talking about this a little bit behind the scenes, just getting our ducks in a row because you guys, there is, there's so much information when it comes down to the topic that we're going to dive into today. Very, very special and important. So make sure you are ready for this episode because I I guarantee you're going to learn something from it. One and two, you might be able to solve some of your issues and problems by listening to this episode. So uh, today's topic. Yeah, today's topic, you guys, is pelvic floor dysfunction. So honestly, never heard of it, don't know a whole lot about it, and I didn't know a whole lot about it until Leanna introduced it to me. So Leanna kind of has her own story. She kind of has a little bit of background history with this issue. So I'm just going to let Leanna kind of uh, just tell her story, talk about it, give us some insight on what pelvic floor dysfunction even is, in hopes that it you know kind of helps a woman who might have some of the same symptoms or problems as well. So Leanna, take the floor. You're up.
1: Okay, all right. Um so we are going to talk about something uh, on the podcast um for women of all ages. Uh I don't care if you're a female and you're 10, you're a female and you're 15, 25, 35, 60, 70. Um it's something that we don't like to admit is an issue and sometimes we brush it under the carpet and you know kind of think it's normal, but it's not normal. Um so I'm going to ask a few questions and answer these to yourself. Um do you pee when you laugh? Do you pee when you run? (laughs) Do you pee when you jump rope or perform certain intense exercises? Uh, Do you pee when you lift objects that may appear heavy? Do you pee when you call for sneeze? Do you have constipation regularly? Do you feel satisfied after a bowel movement? Or do you feel like you really still need to go, but you can't? Do you feel as if, pardon me, do you feel as though you have to grunt or bear down? When you're having a bowel movement do you have pain during sexual intercourse do you have vaginal pain when you aren't doing anything at all do you have vaginal pain when you're simply urinating uh, there's many other questions that i could ask and many other questions that i was answered um, when trying to figure out what my diagnosis was at this time and um, I could go on and on, but um, I was very fortunate to be able to go to a female urologist uh, who treats females only uh, for um, certain symptoms that I just discussed. So I'm gonna tell my story. Um, it's a it's a long story, but yet it's a it's a good story, happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have had two children both by C-section, I had a hysterectomy and the hysterectomy wasn't an incision on the belly. It was a vaginal uh, process. Uh, Six months post-op from that hysterectomy, I started having some symptoms uh, that I named above and it affected me in a lot of different ways throughout the course of these years. I thought to myself, this is probably natural. Um, And I just kind of, like I said, I pushed it under the carpeting and I was finding ways to deal with it uh, throughout the course of my aging years. Uh, these symptoms kept getting more and more severe as I got older until finally uh, this last August, uh, I decided that uh, this is not normal after doing a lot of reading and asking questions. And I seeked advice from a very close cousin of mine who is a gynecologist in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, she referred me to a coworker, a peer of hers, down there who um, started a female urology center down there. and it's called Female Urology of Nashville. Her name is Dr. Marcy Abel, And she has a few other female urologists in her practice with her,, uh, but she's the one that I went to. Um, she has been a urologist since 2009, I believe. So she is very well educated. Uh, this is her specialty. It's kind of like going to, um, you don't go to a general physician to have your tonsils taken out kind of thing. This is her specialty. This is what she does. So, Doctor Abel, uh, the female urologist, uh, did some extensive internal vaginal examinations on me, and I will admit they were quite painful, just because of uh, what she was going to be diagnosing me with and the symptoms that I had. I knew it was going to happen, um, but she explained that some of the patients have a weak and extremely loose pelvic floor, and that's whenever you hear people saying that their bladder has dropped after child, you know, giving giving birth. Um, but, um, what I was experiencing wasn't really uh, due to um, my bladder dropping or uh, I did not have a loose pelvic floor. Um, my pelvic floor was so drawn up and so tight that she basically said, I was like a walking Kegel. And I know a lot of women have heard of Kegels. A Kegel is an exercise that you do to tighten and, and keep those, those vaginal wall muscles uh, tight to prevent you from having the above symptoms. Mm -hmm. And um, after my hysterectomy, the doctor had drawn and, and sewed my, my lining up my pelvic wall lining up so tight that the veins, you could see the veins in my, my pelvic floor were just so constricted and so tight. So that was, that was my problem. Her goal now is to relax those and get them back to normal, but not relax them so much to where I, I am weak. Mm -hmm. And I do continue to have the problems. Um, so she knew that we, we had a We had a job to do and, uh, she went on her job to find a physical therapist in my area to work with her, um, on the techniques needed. Um, and she stressed to me the importance of, um, making sure that a pelvic floor physical therapist is who I was going to, and not so much just a physical therapist. There is a huge difference. So, um, she did a lot of calling around and uh, there are not a whole lot of pelvic floor physical therapists in Southern Indiana, namely Evansville. There was, I think three. So she had me ask a few questions. She gave me a list of some questions to ask as I was setting up this appointment. And um, she was very reassuring that she was going to get down to the bottom of it and work very close with my pelvic floor physical therapist up here. And she asked me why I waited so long to get help. And I was a little emotional. I'm getting a little emotional now. Mm -hmm. I was a little emotional because, you know, I, I thought that things like this are normal for women, you know, men go through certain things and I just figured this was one of those normal things that women go through. And, um, she asked me how long I had been having these problems and, um, It was 11 years, 11 years. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, and of course she was very reassuring, very confident that she was going to get down to the bottom of it, but we were going to start with the physical therapy and see how that went. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, got back into Evansville and, um, met my physical therapist. Her name is uh, Jessica Cook at Pro Rehab East and um, asked her certain questions that she wanted me to, to ask Jessica. Number one is, you know, is this done in a private room? Because Dr. Abel said, if you're going to pelvic floor therapy, you do not go to pelvic floor therapy out in the open. Like most people go to physical therapy. This is done in a private room because number one, there's vaginal physical therapy for pelvic floor. And, and there's also, you know, external Mm -hmm. and, um, 90% of the time they'll start with external before they'll go inside Mm -hmm. to develop a little bit of a relationship, a little bit of trust, you know, because this is your body, just like when you go to an OBGYN. Mm -hmm. Um, so they, they always start on the outside. And, um, so she, sat down with me and I told her my story. And of course, you know, she's, she's not, not new to this because this is her specialty. Uh, She specializes in pelvic floor physical therapy. And, um, she asked me a lot of questions. I, I filled her in on everything and I went ahead and proceeded to ask the other questions that Dr. Abel wanted me to ask her. Uh, yes, it was in a private room. Uh, the second one was, um, am I going to be doing kegels? And, um, Dr. Abel said, if you're doing kegels, get up and walk out because that is the last thing I need with my situation, because I'm already so tight and so constricted in my pelvic floor that my goal is to relax. And, um, Jessica said, no, you're not doing, um, kegels. You know, we're going to start with some manipulations and some uh, massage from the lower knee all the way up to your buttocks into your lower back. And um, she she did lots of different techniques throughout the course of this eight weeks because I had eight weeks of physical therapy, three days a week. Um, and she would uh, communicate with Dr. Abel and let her know what all I was you know doing and how I was progressing if I was regressing. And I will tell you, I never regressed. Uh, We made progress after probably the first two weeks um, of going to physical therapy. And one thing that really um, freaked me out at first, I'm not going to lie to you, was the first thing she asked me, and I've heard of it with her other techniques and other types of physical therapy was dry needling. I'm like, whoa, (laughs) dry needling (laughs) down there, but um, it wasn't, you know, it was more on the, the groin area. And there are uh, nerves and uh, tendons and tissue all in there that that, with the proper technique, will relax that area and help, you know, relax those muscles and, and everything up inside. And uh, then once they, they get those needles on there in in the inside of your of your groin, they, they clip those tens units in there. And I could immediately feel, release it was it was truly amazing and nothing hurt it never hurt um we did that I think we did that twice um once one week and then the following week after we did some other manipulations and and techniques we did the dry needling one more time and it it was immediate I, I could tell a difference
0: and you said you um, were doing there this, were were you doing this three days a week you said I
1: weeks? did yes I did physical therapy with her three days a week and we how went long we had,
0: were they how long were your time frames with her?
1: 30 minutes. I was there for 30 minutes each day. I had exercises to do at home as well, stretching. And she really encouraged me to do the stretches before I worked out as well. Sure. Um, and there was only, you know, there's only like three or four, but um, I will honestly tell you after the fourth week, um, you know, doing, um, doing your lifts, doing your exercises, as well as going to CrossFit and jumping rope and doing deadlifts and things like that, running, you know, just simple jogging or walking. Um, I didn't leak anymore. Um, I wasn't coughing and sneezing and uh, typical women, when, when they have these types of problems, they'll cross their legs or they'll stop and hold their legs together when they feel like they're going to cough or sneeze. And I wasn't doing that either. So, you know, I'm I'm four weeks in and I'm already having great progress. And and mind you, it's all external. There's no internal yet. And um so that was that was good. Um, so I continued my physical therapy then um for those eight weeks. Uh we did some um testing uh and she sent those results in. And I went back to see Dr. Abel then um, before Christmas. And, uh, she ran her tests and did her exam and she was absolutely amazed what eight weeks of pelvic floor physical therapy had done sure. for me. Um, not I try was get, amazed.
0: Not trying to get all weird or anything, but like when you went in that second go around when she was like examining you, like, what was that like? Like, obviously you could tell a huge difference, but like, I mean, was that external or was that more internal to figure out how your floor had shifted basically?
1: She had internal. Her examination was was all internal, awesome. um, and I knew I had made made progress because you know I when when I was intimate, mm-hmm. um, I did not have near at all. I didn't have any pain at all. So I knew going into her that her exam was not going to be right. painful. Sweet. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, and, and she, she was amazed. She absolutely could not, could not believe it that, that she was able to examine me and do what she needed to do without me wanting to go through the under end, other end of the wall. I mean, I was ready to fly off the table the first time and go out the back wall, but uh, that time when she came in and did her exam, it was, she was, she was just amazed. And her first question was, was this all external or was there internal? physical therapy and I told her it was all external and and uh, she was amazed about me going through the dry needling as well wondering where was the dry needling and I explained it to her and she was truly amazed that as severe as I was I didn't need um internal and and it's amazing when I started reading because you know the internet is full of all kinds of information. <laughs>
0: so, Don't get on the internet. Because... I'm like, no,
1: do not for this. No I I read about internal pelvic floor physical therapy and, and they talk about, uh, they talk about vaginal dilators and I'm like, what's that? And I looked at it and I'm like, oh my God, Red <laughs> flag. I was like, Red flag, how in no. the world am I supposed to go through that and be serious? You're going to put that in me. No. Um, but um, it, it was, it was uh, if it had to have been done, I would have done it because You know, I, I was already in it for the long run, but there's, there's lots of other things that, you know, that are, could have been done. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was talking to Jessica at pro rehab about, you know, well, what would we do if, if I didn't, and she explained it to me and, and it's, it's just regular for her, you know, she's just very comfortable talking about it. And, um. So yeah, um, eight weeks, I came back after she released me after eight weeks and, uh, she said, kudos to your physical therapist because she said she did a phenomenal job. So I really feel like between, you know, Dr. Abel writing what, what I needed and how much I needed and and her working with Jessica pro rehab. I mean, they just tag teamed it and, Mm -hmm. and got it, got it squared away, but I learned so much too about you know, what else can cause your pelvic floor to be tight like that, or to be loose like that? I mean, she's like, she was asking me, you know, well, what's your stress level? And I'm like, oh gosh, I mean, you know,
0: ask anybody you that,
1: that. Yeah. you know, your I'm stress like, level. You are stressed. Can a- yeah. I mean, <laughs> your that. stress level, no matter how old you are, you've got yeah. some stress. People worry about things all the time, mm-hmm. but she's like, your, your pelvic floor can be affected by so many different things. And, and I've got like a list here. She's like, you don't always have to be post post post-pregnancy. It's not just for moms who have given birth and drop their, then they're their bladders dropping out from underneath them. They didn't heal. Right. Um, it's post hysterectomy. It can be your age constipation. Oh my gosh. I mean, And see, and, and that was me as well. It wasn't all just the hysterectomy and the way those tissue, that tissue was sewn up there, but yeah, I am, I am a full-blown constipated person, maybe not so much now because my, my nutrition and my health is so much better, Mm -hmm. but um, I I can't tell you how many times, you know, you feel like you have to go to the bathroom and you can't, or you go in there and you're, you're bearing down, like, like you're giving birth again and, and you never really get relieved and that just makes your pelvic floor push together and close up. And, and that's not what you want. You're, she's trying to teach me how to relax that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, believe it or not, if if you feel like you've got to go to the bathroom, there are breathing techniques that I've learned to prepare myself for going in there and, and telling myself I'm going to go, I'm going to relax. I'm not going to be in a hurry. Whatever's going on out there can <laughs> wait until you get done, you know, for crying out loud. You just, that's your time to to take care of business. And no, it's not going to take 15 or 20 minutes. But if you can comfortably go in there and, and relieve yourself within three to five minutes and feel relieved, mm-hmm. that's a good bowel movement. Right. And I learned so much about the squatty potty. If anybody knows what a squatty potty is, have you ever heard of that?
0: I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is.
1: It's a stool that el- elevates feet. your legs, your feet, yes, up to a position that helps mm-hmm. open and straighten your, your back and your, and your bottom so that you can relieve yourself. And, um,
0: that's that funny. thing was I'm a gonna godsend. T- I would you that's funny because my grandma used to tell me to do that and put my feet like up on the tub, which was that close. Yes. And she's like, just put your feet up here if you can't go. And like, it would work. It's like, it it releases something. Like you just feel so much better. I don't know what it is. So i have not used a stool, but I was always told to do that.
1: You can get them on Amazon for less than 30 bucks. And I tell you what, if you get anything from this tonight, go buy a squatty potty. I'm not kidding you. I'm I'm not kidding you. (laughs) It, it, it truly is amazing. Um, so yeah, um, no need to grunt, no need to push. I mean, just, just find some peace within yourself for those three to five minutes, get your feet up and relax and breathe. And, and that alone will relieve your pelvis. Uh, so yeah, constipation. Um, another thing that she told me about was, you know, find something for your gut. Enter you again, (laughs) gut health. Oh my gosh. So the squatty potty in the bathroom, you know, uh, finding my own time for myself, you know, to go and, and, and the, the first form, the greens Mm -hmm. I'm set. Mm -hmm. I'm golden. I'm golden on all that. Um, she really stressed the importance of finding something to help with the bloating and the, and, and the digestion and, and helping yourself relieve yourself better, you know, completely. Um, I don't want to so, get yeah.
0: fixed on that. Cause I feel like that we could save that. Sure. For another oh episode. yeah. Oh yeah. But I, I do want to hit on that because I feel like a lot of women with the greens that I suggest, obviously, and it's probably like that with every greens, it's not the best tasting thing. You know, you don't always like look forward to drinking it. I mean, now I'm so used to it that it doesn't really bother me. And I drink with orange juice or, um, I mean, or just water. Cause I'm so used to it, But like. I guess my question to you is: is like, is it worth? And I mean, clearly it is. You just said it was, regardless of the taste. It's totally worth the investment because I feel like that's the red flag that everybody's like, well, if it doesn't taste good, I'm not going to drink it. You just got to do what you got to do, people. Like this is all for gut health. Like you, you figure I it totally out. I totally agree. It's just like working out. You get used to working out, and then you enjoy yeah. it. Okay, just drink it, and I promise, 20, 30 days later, you'll thank yourself, and then you can't live without it because yeah, I've been a couple days before without it, and I feel miserable. Like I'm so bloated. Yeah. I don't go to the bathroom um, when I take my I'm regular, so it's a blessing. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're contemplating taking greens, here's your sign. Leanna agrees with me that you need to be taking greens.
1: I I totally agree. Um, because when I was going through this physical therapy for my pelvic floor, that's when you were really talking about it one day, and then I took that in to talk to Jessica about it, and she's like, "Oh, absolutely. You know, um, your digestion, your health, anything to help you if you're, you're a constipated person." Um, to help take that constipation away, you know, it 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 made all the difference in the world for me. So
0: go ahead, yay testimony, I love it. Yep, (laughs) totally. Oh goodness. Um, I
1: I was sharing my story with a with a friend of mine. Um, when I was going through all this one day, and she was pretty intrigued by it, and she started thinking about all of this stuff that I was telling her, and um. She decided to seek uh, some help for herself because she, she knew, you know, she'd have, she'd had, you know, three kids and she was having some of those symptoms. And, um, she actually seeked, um, seeked a place that she had heard about, I think on Instagram, she has a lot of fitness things on her Instagram. And, uh, she'd seen a video from, uh, a lady on Instagram and the name of it was called Genesis PT wellness she's based out of Texas. Um, I don't have her name written down on my paper here, but, um, my friend called the office and had inquired because she really talked about doing virtual, get this virtual physical therapy for the pelvic floor. And, um, so she signed up for it and, uh, she went through, I think she was I think she did a six or an eight week as well with, with the uh, physical therapist there. And that's all they do is pelvic floor physical therapy. And, um, she was totally impressed and, uh, she's kind of like me now we're just on a maintenance period because, you know, when you invest, you know what the word invest means when you invest in eight weeks of three times a week, physical therapy for your pelvic floor, and you make all of that progress, what's the last thing you want to happen? Progress. Regress. You mm-hmm. you don't want to regress. And um, so I went into a maintenance period. I was going uh, twice, twice a month and um, still was doing great. And I backed off now. Um, I'm going once every three months just to make sure everything is still right. working right. You know, right. so I will go back in March for April for a follow up.
0: Sure. Uh-oh. So that was a question I had, you were talking about all this. So as far yeah. as um, the therapy goes, I mean, clearly probably some people might have to go longer than others, just depending on how, you know, troublesome their symptoms are or you know their situation is Um, and then what's that look like like I mean staying on top of it obviously and going consistently to make sure everything's okay I mean are you in the clear now that you've done it I mean you're in a good situation or is there always a chance I mean there probably is always a chance that you could regress but I mean you're hopefully in the clear now that you've done the intense therapy and then you're kind of in maintenance mode correct?
1: Absolutely. Um, Jessica was very uh, clear on that. She she agreed with me about when I came back after that eight weeks and and Dr. Abel did release me and Dr. Abel concurred with with Jessica saying, oh, absolutely, because you've 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 taken so much time and you've done so much hard work to get to where you're at. The last thing you want to do is to start falling back into that. That pain. And um, so, yeah, they highly uh, encourage you to to keep some sort of a relationship with your physical therapist. Um, I am anticipating going in April and talking to her and telling her I'm still not having any trouble. I can still jump rope and not pee. I can still cough and, you know, not have any of these trouble. And I'm not having any type of of internal pain right now. So I know I'm still doing OK. Um I still do stretch. Oh my gosh, I still do all of my uh, at-home exercises at least once a day. I totally breathe in the bathroom. <laughs> I I but I do stretch. I stretch. I have pelvic floor stretching that I do before I do your workouts, before I go into CrossFit and I can tell a difference. I can totally tell a difference. So, yeah. Um, there are uh, Jessica has told me, and Dr. Abel has has mentioned that there are more severe cases than mine. Obviously, if I never had to have anything internally done, mm-hmm. um, it's it's sad to say. Uh, I'm in, I get emotional, mm-hmm. um, but trauma, mm-hmm. um, sexual trauma of any sort, um, I'm sure can be much more intense in your pelvic floor than. Than what I am. Um, And she really said, your health issues, not caring, taking care of your body and your health. Um, If you have hip issues, hip trouble, um, if you have endometriosis. uh, And she said, depending on your constipation level, um, Dr. Abel said those are definite signs of, you know, pelvic floor dysfunction. But depending on how long you let it go and how severe it gets will determine your length and your type of physical therapy that, that you're going to need. Um, right.
0: Right. I thought
1: mine was bad. Uh, 11 years of, of, of a lot of pain and, and a lot of those symptoms and especially the constipation. Um, I can only imagine what, what others, you know, and if there's anybody out there, listen to your body. If you're having any of these problems, your insurance will cover it. Yes, it will. That was the next thing. Your mm-hmm. insurance will cover it it will cover it.
0: That's good. It's so crazy to, I know I was talking to you about this earlier, but I just think about, well, we'll we'll probably get into this too here in a second about my lower back pain. And I think one, obviously it's from lifting, lifting way too much, you know, weight and stuff like that, just tweaking it. But I don't know if you want to dive into that now, but I mean, is there other, you know, symptoms or things that you could have going on to that sort where, you know, you may want to go and get it checked out. I mean, is back pain a symptom of that having that issue?
1: Well, um, so I'm looking over my notes here. I know when I was talking to my pelvic floor physical therapist, Jessica, um, she did have me and she was teaching me how to do proper breathing for lifting, uh, lifting for uh, lots of different, just everyday lifting, um, how to strengthen that pelvic floor. Um, So... I would say it certainly isn't something to rule out. Um, that would be something that a um, either the physical therapist, when you decide to go or visit them, might be able to give you more information on that. Sure. Um, but they both stress that if you're having uh, any type of issues, as I said, you right. know that more than likely you should seek some physical therapy.
0: Well, and I'm with you too. Like, regardless if it's the issues or the things that you're talking about, or if I'm talking about back pain, I feel like you need to listen to your body either way. Like there's ways to prevent things from getting worse. Um, I've learned that the hard way. And I think, you know, instead of thinking, oh, well, this is just life, you know, this is just how it has to be, which in your case is what you were going through.
1: I thought it's what it was. Yeah.
0: I think it's safe to say that you're better off to go seek, you know, help in hopes that you can find, you know, some relief in that aspect of everything. So I totally agree. Can you tell us now, obviously like where or how to get a hold of these? Oh,
1: absolutely. So female urology of Tennessee, of course it's in Nashville. Her name is Dr. Marcy Abel. Um, She's my savior. (laughs) Uh, And she's such a down to earth, easy, easy to talk to, Uh, And she'll just tell it to you like it is too. I think that's why I like her so much. Uh, But the number is 615-678-5544. And my pelvic floor physical therapist, her name was Jessica Cook. And I started going to her when she was at Pro Rehab East uh, in Evansville. She's still there, uh, but she since sent me an email saying that the Carmi Illinois Clinic is now open. Uh, and she can be reached there um, more so than than Evansville's Pro Rehab. And that address in Carmine is 1706 West Main Street in Carmine. And her number is 618-384-7872. Um, I can't say enough good things about her and how she works so closely with Dr. Abel. And I'm not getting any kickbacks from this, but I just feel, I like to share good experiences because I feel like anymore, all you hear is bad stuff and there's so much goodness out of this and what they've done for me. So I just really want to share my experience. And, and, you know, one other thing that she did tell me too, as, as I was finishing my questions with her, is she said, the ratio of men to women is 50% so we're not alone. Um, men can have all of these same issues as well. Um, but one of the big issues for men is, is what's finding out now is prostate and prostate cancer mm-hmm. and, um, men need help too. Sure. So
0: Sure, absolutely. it's happening
1: in men just as, as it is women.
0: Right. Right. And then I know something else we had uh, talked about or something that you had had asked her, if you don't care to share, Um, people talk about, you know, pelvic floor dysfunction, kind of being a hush, hush, not really talking about it. I mean, nobody really wants to talk about the issues that they have down there, or I know if, you know, if I had issues, I'd kind of be in denial and wouldn't really want to share with anybody what I was experiencing. So what do you have to say about that? I mean, obviously, clearly it's a bigger issue than what we think it is.
1: She did. Um, Jessica had told me right up front, she shared something with me and told me that she, um, she was experiencing pelvic floor dysfunction herself right after she got married before she even had kids mm-hmm. um and um she went through her her uh, her birthing of her three children and she seeked p- physical therapy for her pelvic floor and of course now she's fine she still has to go through her her daily uh exercises and everything but yeah it's it's something that she said men or women of all ages just don't want to talk about mm-hmm. um Because, you know, they figure it's normal or it it doesn't need to be addressed, but she, she can't stress enough as well as, as Dr. Abel, you know, for females, listen to your body and take care of your body. Um, What's
0: so crazy about that is I I talk to women sometimes and they talk to me about how like they pee when they cough or when they sneeze is usually the most common and I feel like well once you have kids that's just how it works and you know who's to say yeah you know it may happen some but in this case it makes you wonder like do you actually have more issues than what you think you do and can it be fixed you know if you can get out of that like absolutely sign you know yeah up for yes. it
1: so. it it can be fixed I mean you got to think when you're given birth you're. You know, your your body is basically your hips are spreading out for the birth of that that beautiful baby and they don't always go back. And if they do go back, do they go back the right way? I mean, that's that's a good question. I never thought to ask that I didn't deliver vaginally. I had C-sections, but, you know, you think about that. That's that's a huge shifting of your of your pelvic floor when you're giving birth like that.
0: Yeah. Something I get to look forward to one day.
1: It's (laughs) It's worth it.
0: (laughs) It is worth it, but hopefully it'll be worth it, I guess. No, but such good information, Leanna. Like, honestly, I've learned so much listening to you. I think you've had excellent resources, you know, thank God that you figured out. I think it's been wonderful. And I think it's safe to say if anybody has any other questions or concerns, you'd be more than happy to discuss that with them. Um, so if you guys don't follow Leanna or you don't know how to find her, I will definitely send you, you know, maybe her Facebook information or even phone number if she's willing to share that. Um, we'll definitely get you connected with her if you're experiencing some of these symptoms, but you're still a little hesitant and maybe you want to talk to somebody who's kind of been through the, these situations and has had these symptoms. So Leanna, anything else that you want to mention or add before we wrap the show up? Um, just basically real quick, you're
1: not alone. Um, seek, seek help, talk to your OBGYN, um, talk to a female urologist. Um, and just if you, if you're Considering physical therapy, just make sure that physical therapist sends you into a private room and doesn't make you do kegels because that's the old Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's all new and, um, it's, it's just worth it. It's worth it. Listen to your body.
0: Awesome. I love it. All right, guys, we're going to wrap today's episode up. We hope you all enjoyed it and learned something from it. Don't forget again, if you need help or you want to get in touch with Leanna, let me know. I'd be happy to point, you, point her in the right direction to you. So um, with that being said, guys, don't forget to just do you sis because no one else's opinion matters. And we'll talk to you guys next time.